I feel like a lot of times cheer, well, pro cheerleaders and dancers are just looked at like women who just sit here and shake their pom-poms. Like they don't do anything else aside from that, just, you know, being beautiful and dancing around. But, you know, just seeing how a lot of these women have been able to show the world that, you know, we're more than what people stereotype us to be, um, I think has been super dope, you know, great to see, to see just amongst females. Hello there, this is Jasmine Neely and welcome to the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. I'm a current NFL cheerleader and entrepreneur who helps women and men show up as their best selves for auditions to make the team of their wildest dreams, all while changing the narrative about professional cheerleading. This podcast is for aspiring, current, and former professional cheerleaders and dancers. We talk all things professional cheerleading and dancing at the highest level, and how you can live the life of your dreams in other areas such as wellness, finances, and more. We give helpful tips, share insightful stories, give actionable steps, and share the true beauty of the sport of pro cheer. Plus, bring you awesome guests and co-hosts. If you want to be on the sidelines of an NFL, NBA, or NHL game cheering on the team, then this is the podcast for you. Whether you're driving, eating, or on your way to rehearsal, you're always going to walk away with some takeaways from the show that you can implement in your life today. This is the Imperfect Cheerleader Podcast. Hey, listener. So this week on the podcast, we have the very special and amazing Kia Cunningham. Kia has always been a role model for me. We grew up dancing in the same studio. She's a little older than me, but I always looked up to her as a role model and just as somebody who I always aspired to be. And she might not know this, but every time that we wanted to look at the big girls dance I would always think about Kia like she was when we talked about the big girls like when I was little and we were at the studio she was like the epitome of that person and the person who I wanted to be like so if you're listening to this Kia then now you know that you were like my idol when I was younger and you still are and I love what you're doing and I thank you so much for being on the podcast this week and she's dropping some major gems y'all and she's giving away some of her experiences like she did some cool things while she was an NBA dancer like repelling off a ceiling so I'll let her talk about that but I was like I didn't even know she did that and she talks about a major obstacle that you know she went through while she was on the team that some may find pretty interesting, we'll say. So I'll stop talking and I'll let Kia tell her story. So here we go. Hello, everyone. Today we have Kia Cunningham. She is a former NBA 
dancer. She cheered for the Bobcats, the Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets for five years. And she currently resides in Dallas, Texas area and is the director of dance and dance team and is a dance team coach at a high school in Fort Worth. So welcome, Kia. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do now in in Texas? Okay. So um, as you mentioned in my bio, I am a uh, director of dance at a local high school um, in Fort Worth, uh, Texas. And pretty much, you know, I'm just the, the high school dance teacher. <laughs> um, I teach dance uh, levels one, two, three, and four. Um, and most of my students are beginner dancers. Um, I have been there for three years now, almost a full three years. Um, so some of the students that I started with my first year are now juniors. So it's, you know, fun to see them grow from ninth graders up till now and to continue to progress. Um, And then I am also the dance team coach for um, our school. Uh, My dancers are actually um, the majorette style of dance, which is not at all my expertise or my background. (laughs) So um, being involved with that was new for me. It was different, but um, a lot of fun because I feel like it kind of gave me a little bit of the kind of HBCU experience because I didn't have that growing up. Um, But yeah, that is currently what I'm doing here in Texas. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) Can you tell us how you got into Pro Cheer? I know you've had a dance, like an extensive dance background. So can you talk a little bit about that background and how you got into professional cheerleading? Yes. So pretty much um, after I graduated college, I graduated from USC Greensboro I went to New York for a year um, in which I participated in an independent study program at the Alvin Ailey School. And while I was up there, um, a friend of mine and I, who we were up there together, we kind of started just auditioning for things here and there just to kind of get used to the audition process um, after college. And one of the auditions that we had gone to was actually for the um, New York Knicks. Had no idea what to expect, saw the audition and was just like, we're gonna just show up and see what happens. Um, I will say we should have done a little more research. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, after going through the audition process, you know, obviously I did not make the team, um, but going through the audition process and kind of seeing what their expectations were, kind of the things that they were looking for, Uh, When I returned back to North Carolina, uh, I decided I would try out for the home team. Um, And a friend of mine who was a former Bobcat slash honeybee dancer, she actually kind of put that bug in my ear initially. I honestly never had thought I was going to try out for an NBA team or an NFL team. So she was like, you know, you should try it out. I feel like this will be a good fit for you. Um, So I did a little bit of research. I asked questions here and there, just kind of, you know, how do I prepare? What are the things that I wear? How does my hair have to look? Um, And just went from there. So I auditioned for the Charlotte Bobcats in 2009, and I made the team that year. And 
I auditioned for the next four years. So I did a total of five years uh, with the Charlotte Bobcats, the last five years before they switched over to the Hornets. That's really cool. I didn't know you went to New York for a year to do the Alvin Ailey mm-hmm. deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that was actually one of those things I kind of kept to myself. Like a few, a few people knew, um, because when it comes to auditioning for things, I'm the type of person who does not want a whole lot of people to know because of my it's my anxiety and stress. And, you know, I, I kind of keep it to myself. And then if I make it, I'll tell everybody. But if I don't, yeah. you know, no, no one really knew. Um, but yeah, with Alvin Ailey, I actually had gone to an audition. Um, I want to say it might have been over the summertime. And um, it was actually out of Atlanta. And with that, had no idea what to expect. And I was chosen to participate in a year-long program um, at the Alvin Ailey School. And that was really cool um, and different from, you know, the studio dance life, you know, being a competitive dancer and then going to Alvin Ailey, it was a lot more strict um, and it gave me a different appreciation for dance um, and more so ballet than anything, because I will definitely say ballet was not my favorite growing up in the dance studio. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, it was rare. I think it was rare for people to say ballet was their favorite. <laughs> right. I was, I was definitely like jazz, gymnastics, like send me flying across the floor. Like I need upbeat energy, you know, to get me going. But being a part of the Alvin Ailey School, taking classes there. It was so different and it was so focused. And, you know, I did gain a, a completely different appreciation for it, but it was an amazing, amazing experience. That's so cool. That's <laughs> awesome. And so you said you kind of, so Pro Cheer kind of fell into your lap, or you kind of like, mm-hmm. it sounds like you kind of just um, discovered it, you know, mm-hmm. on a whim, so yeah. to speak. So, yeah. As you were going through the process for the Charlotte Bobcats, which now is the Hornets, mm-hmm. um, what was your why for auditioning? So, like, when you were thinking about auditioning, did you have a why or, like, maybe in the five years that you were on the team, did you kind of discover what that was while you kept going? So, initially, my why was... I just wanted to perform because I did not feel like performing was out of my system yet. I was still young, you know, still somewhat fresh out of college. Um, and I just felt like I still had a lot of energy to put out into the universe through dance. And yes, initially it was just because I wanted to perform. But as the years passed, um, for me, it became about my students I taught. Um, teaching at the dance studio and then also um, being in the school system, my students looked up to me. And when they found out, oh, she's an NBA dancer, it was like, it was almost like for them, I was their celebrity like that they had access to. And within the school system, um, the schools that I worked at, they were, you know, low income uh, schools. So a lot of these kids did not have a lot of opportunity to really get out and see a whole lot except for what was right there in their community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a big deal for them. And I was a role model to them. And 
having relationships, excuse me, relationships with them and building relationships with them. It just felt good for me knowing that they looked up to someone like me just because, you know, this is Miss Cunningham, but Miss Cunningham is a dancer. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I could do that. I want to do that. Like, I want to see what dance is about. Mm-hmm. So that that is what my why evolved into. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I feel like when you're not in uniform, and I get this all the time. Like when we're when we have juniors um, mm-hmm. with the top cats, <laughs> we we don't like, and we're not in our uniform. They're like, "Are y'all the real cheerleaders?" <laughs> <laughs> and then once we put on the uniform, they're kind of like, "Oh my gosh, they are!" Starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> they're starstruck, and it kind of makes me feel like, "Wow, I feel like a celebrity when I'm, you yeah. know, I'm just like you." <laughs> but that's us, awesome. Um, yeah. So. Can you describe your time on the Bobcats or Honeybees? And what were they called when, I know right now they're called the Honeybees, but did y'all have like, I can't remember if y'all had a name for the dancers for so those Bobcats. We were, during my time, we were the Lady Cats. Now I know That's that right. we, yeah, when they first started, I believe they were called the Bobcats Dancers and then they um, switched over to the Lady Cats. So I was a Lady Cat. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And can you describe your time on the team? Are there any notable moments that come to mind? Oh, yes. There are several. <laughs> um, so I was on the team from 2009 to 2014. Um, and for three of those years, I was one of the captains. Um, and I mean, for me, that was a big deal. I had not been a captain of you know a team before. Uh, like I did cheerleading in high school, cheerleading in college. So, you know, being given that captain role, it was like very humbling and rewarding for me. Um, and I loved it. Like I loved my teammates. They, you know, I tried to be there for them in any way possible, whether it was just personal need to talk to someone or, you know, if you needed help learning routines or what have you, but, um, that being a captain was very rewarding for me. Um, some very notable moments were, traveling my very first international trip ever was through the bobcats um and they kind of got me on this whole traveling thing like (laughs) i don't know when i would have gone out of the country had it not been for me starting with this team so that was let's see my first trip was to taiwan in 2012 and um it was I think six or seven of us that went, we were there for about nine days. Absolutely amazing experience just from, you know, the very long flights and changing planes to the culture, the different foods that we tried. Um, We danced at a university basketball tournament um, during that one. So that was a lot of fun. Um, And that also kind of gave the teammates that I did go with, it gave us a chance to, you know, get to know each other even a little more, um, especially a couple of the new girls with that being their first year um, on the team. And then I also went to China um, and just like Taiwan, the cultural experience was, you know, something that I will remember and take with me forever. I have plenty of pictures, amazing pictures that I took and I still look at to this day. So, yeah, those were definitely some highlights and some great opportunities that came with being a part of this team. Um, 
had a chance to, you know, meet a couple of celebrities here and there, had a chance to dance with them on the court if they performed maybe during a halftime. Um, and then something else that I felt like this is like one of my all time favorite dance moments. It was a game against Miami Heat. So the stadium was, of course, packed to the max. <laughs> and we did this halftime performance in which four of us got to repel from the top of the ceiling. Wow. So I had never done it like it, anything like that in my life. I love heights. I love like roller coasters. I've never jumped out of a plane or anything. And I remember getting a um, email from our coach. He actually emailed everyone and just kind of asked a general question of, would you ever go bungee jumping or some, something of that sort? I was like, oh, yeah. Not knowing at all what what she was referring to when she was asking that question. So, like I said, four of us had the opportunity to repel from the ceiling upside down and we were flipping around. It was like a whole aerialistic type of situation. It was very thrilling. So, And you weren't scared at all? I was not scared. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me say this. The first time, I wasn't scared. I was a little hesitant. I was like, I, I know I'm going to do this but I need to see somebody else go down first. I need to, I need to make sure <laughs> this cord is steady and stable. <laughs> so um, the, the company that, you know, had it all set up, they went down first to show us like, you know, y'all can do it. So um, we rode all the way up to the top and I guess you really don't realize how high you are, you are until you're really up there. Like we were up there in the rafters, like, Wow. It's very high. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we repelled down in the middle of a dance. And then when we unhooked, we joined the rest of the team and started dancing. It was amazing. And that was the beginning of the dance. I feel like, mm -hmm. wow. So you had to, like, keep it together that whole time. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yes. Yes. Do, yes. You have a, do you have a video of that? I'd love to see a video <laughs> I don't. I, I have to see if my coach has a video of it. I, know, I, like, I have a few pictures well, actually, I have one picture in which um, one of the Bobcats photographers, he did get me kind of upside down, hanging from it. Um, mm. But yeah, I have not seen a video. I have to see if they can pull one out of the archives. That's amazing. That's definitely <laughs> something you'll never forget. Oh, right. right. <laughs> Absolutely. What has been like your biggest takeaway from Pro Cheer? And do you do you miss it? Like, did you walk away kind of like how did you know your time was was up with that team? Um, kind of three questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I feel like the biggest takeaway was just the relationships I built, built. you mm -hmm. know, lifelong relationships uh, with some amazing women um, and, you know, people who. I learned a lot from just, you know, their their person from their personalities to their work ethic. You know, a lot of my teammates are business women, own their own businesses. Um, you know, they're moms now, and you know, they're they're just very hardworking women. Um, I feel like a lot of times cheer well, pro cheerleaders and dancers are just looked at like women who just sit here and shake their pom-poms. Like they don't do anything else aside from that. Just, you know, being beautiful and dancing around, but, you know, just seeing 
how a lot of these women have been able to show the world that, you know, we're more than what people stereotype us to be, um, I think has been super dope, you know, great to see, to see just amongst females. Um, okay. What was the, What were the other questions? <laughs> Yeah, I just want to pause there because I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the reasons I have a podcast called The Imperfect Cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And I'm like really want to break the stigma of like people thinking like what you just said, like Mm -hmm. cheerleaders are not more than just being pretty faces or dancing, which, Mm -hmm. you know, we love to dance. We love to do that. But we have lives outside of that. And we're more than that. Um, and nothing's wrong with just dancing either. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's so important for people to know. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really breaking the stigma again and breaking the stigma of like cheerleaders being perfect. Like they have mm-hmm. it all together mm-hmm. and we're just like anybody else. It's not, yeah. you know, we're, we may look like it on the field, on the court, wherever we're, wherever we're going to be performing or yeah. our appearances, but you know, we were just like other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other question was, uh, do you miss it? I think it was the other question. Oh, I do. And, oh, I and do how, sorry. And how like <laughs> you knew it was um, time. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely do miss it. I, I have my moments, especially when I'm looking back and seeing like the present girls or the ones that I'm co- close to, like, you know, Brittany, for example, from the Honeybees who's been in my life is like a little sister to me, like seeing her go through the audition process and everything. It's like, Oh my gosh, I missed this moment. I remember this moment. I remember when I was going through this with my friends, I remember, you know, loving to go to practice, even though practice lasted until 10 o'clock at night, had to get up at early in the morning the next day to go to work. But like just the thrill of the games and, you know, being right there, I definitely do miss those moments. Um, I felt like I knew it was time. (laughs) It it actually makes me laugh. Um, So my last year on the team, I just kind of felt like my body was just tired because the schedule was so demanding. Um, You know, because I felt like we, we put a lot more into it than people see. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it just kind of started to take away from my other personal life, like aside from my teammate life and my friends on the squad, it took away from my other friends and it took away from my other family, my family time. Um, And I wanted to dedicate more to that. So that last year I was kind of on the fence because that was the last year of the Bobcats and the following year they were switching over to the Hornets. So a part of me was like, I kind of want to be a part of the Hornets at least for one year, because, you know, I, I was one of few, very few dancers who were actually for, born and raised in Charlotte and then a part of the team. A lot of the girls that dance on the team were from places outside of Charlotte or even other States. Um, but there were not very many of us from Charlotte. So I thought that kind of would have been cool and kind of a big deal to be one of few. But um, what made me decide not to, (laughs) I had gone to work one of our clinics uh, to prepare 
you know, newcomers for the upcoming audition season. And um, I will not say who, but someone said to me that they were concerned about my weight um, in regards to tryouts. And they didn't want me to get cut because, because of that. So I personally took that as that's a, that's my sign. That's my cue to go. I, you know, I knew that in the off season, I always gained weight, but when it was time for tryouts, I always snapped back. Like that wasn't something that I was ever worried about, but that was the first time something like that was said to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I just was like, okay, that's it. Cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get cut from a dance team based off of a little bit of change in my body when I know that I have always and I've always had it together when it was time to have it together and I always kept it together during the entire season. So, you know, that that was something that I was just like, okay, that that's I, I got it. <laughs> so Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that's that's yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing, like the funny thing is I, I really feel like what made them say that it just happened to be this one outfit that I had had on that day and it kind of flared out. So honestly, it did make me look a, thicker than I actually was because mm -hmm. I've never really been thick. Like there was a point when I was on the team, I used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm thick because I was bigger than the other girls. But when I look back at those pictures, I was like nowhere close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was just like, you know, that's 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 my cue to exit stage left. <laughs> interesting. I wasn't expecting you to say that. That's yep. that's really interesting. And yep. I mean, it goes to show a lot about body image and mm -hmm. how, you know, mm -hmm. girls when they're trying out, they a lot of times they might go the to the extreme mm -hmm. or maybe they just might not try at all to, right. to try to be fit. So mm -hmm. gotta find a happy medium when it comes right. to that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um do you think you would like audition again for a team? Oh, at this age, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, you're never gonna be too old. <laughs> I feel like I mean, I feel like I could blend in and fit in. Like I wouldn't like look like the old girl, but I just honestly, my body at this point, I with me teaching dance classes, three to four dance classes a day, mm -hmm. that is already a lot on my body. So I know I would not yeah. be able to put in the 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 demanding uh, uh, work that would be necessary for being on the a team. <laughs> yeah, I, even today, my body is like, can I can I still handle this? <laughs> <laughs> so I totally understand what you mean. Um, yeah. What about I guess what about pro cheer intrigued you the most when you I know when you said you went to the Knicks, mm -hmm. um, their event. What what intrigued you about it? And maybe it wasn't that that intrigued you. What about it intrigues you? Um, I think the idea of being close to all of the action mm. is what kind of piqued my interest. Um, and when I say that, like, I don't mean like necessarily being close to basketball players to get access to them. Like, I, I'm be honest, I feel like some people that that is their motivation, you know, mm -hmm. to get close to the basketball players or football players or whatever athlete. Uh, a sports team you're trying out for to to get close and do whatever it is that you 
want to do. But for me, it was just being close to seeing the game and the the just the atmosphere, like all of those people seeing you on the court. It was just like I like that's the kind of attention I like. I like I like the attention when I'm performing. Yeah. Now, something I that I did have to get used to um, was the actual interacting and having conversation with all of these people who know exactly who you are. Um, mm. Because I am, I will I won't say I'm still this way, but I was very shy for a very long time. Um, I was an introvert, and I had to force myself to not be that way. And a lot of it came through being a part of the team because mm-hmm. you know, there were always going to be fans. There were always going to be people coming up to you, trying to engage in conversation. So it, it took me out of my shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, the, the intriguing part was just definitely the action. Mm-hmm. The right lights. So Awesome. Mm-hmm. What would you give, what advice would you give to someone who wants to audition to be on an NBA or NFL team? I would definitely say do your research. Um, kind of get an idea of their style of dance. Anytime they have a clinic or opportunity for you to put yourself out there to either meet them or meet the coach, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. Um, I know that there have been girls in the past who you know, I would even try to help get ready for auditions. Um, Technically, they might be on a level like no other person. Legs to the sky, leaps to the sky, splits, like impeccable technique. But they might not have had that little extra oomph that that particular team needed. So... I also went, if that was the case, you know, they would ask, well, what did I do wrong? Sometimes it's about what you wear. Sometimes it's about how your hair might be like you. I would say when it comes to hair, if you're uncertain of a look, talk to the coach, ask for their advice or their opinion on what they think you should do. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have pictures of you in different hairstyles that you feel like you could really rock, Show them to them because they will guide you, um, but you just kind of have to be open and willing to listen to their feedback. Um, And yeah, with, you know, the girls that I have said that technique wise may have been amazing. They've gone to other teams and those other teams have been a better fit for them all around. They made the team, have been on the team for years. And even just from my perspective, looking at how they kill it with this team over here, this team, you know, the Hornets or the Bobcats at the time, they dance different. So you have something to offer. It just might not always be the one team that you keep trying out for. So be open as well to venturing off to other teams. It might be in the same city. If you're trying to do NBA, NBA in your city might not be for you. It might be NFL. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Or, like I said, be willing to step outside of the city that you're living in. Maybe try somewhere else. Yeah, that I always tell 
people like you have to find the right team for you. So mm-hmm. you have to do your research. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. there might be something on the team. You might not like the, that that's on like part of the team. So mm-hmm. as long as you're doing your research, you will know like if that team is right for you. And ultimately you just have to show up to see, mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yep. that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so if somebody has no dance background, I know you mentioned some of your students now uh, don't have a lot of dance background or maybe are beginners, mm-hmm. What? but they're wanting to go pro. Um, mm-hmm. What advice would you say to them that they would need to take like that, st- that first step? What would that first step be in their journey? I would say, you know, just try to get involved in some type of dance classes, um, you know, technique classes, jazz, uh, hip hop classes, because I feel like. If it's well, actually, both NFL and NBA, they're they're a good little mix. Um, and even ballet, you know, ballet is a technique that's necessary for all, all styles of dance. So get yourself in some into some classes where you're focusing on technique, but then at the same time, also picking up choreography. Because if you're not someone who is very strong at choreography, um, taking those classes, you'll start getting used to you know learning from different people figuring out ways that you can learn movement and be able to remember and utilize that um, going forward. Awesome. And what, and I guess the same goes for somebody who maybe danced growing up, but didn't dance in college. Cause I know college dance team and pro cheer can be sort of similar, but it's very different at the Mm -hmm. same time. Right. Would you give the same advice to somebody that maybe danced growing up, but didn't dance in college? Yes, absolutely. And I feel like for, um, you know, the ones who dance growing up, but maybe not necessarily danced in college. And I mean, even if you did dance in college, if you are someone who knows that you are trying to find a team that is focused a whole lot on technique, research your teams, because that team that you might audition for might not be the teams that are doing all the turns, the kicks, the leaps that you are in your mind thinking you're going to be doing if you try out for this team. Mm, that is so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. What was, so today um, for the boot camp, we talked about training regimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your training regimen like when you were on the team? Can you talk a little bit about that? Okay. So initially, Full disclosure, I did absolutely nothing (laughs) Um, because I honestly always had a very high metabolism and just dancing in general is kind of what kept me in shape. Now, as I did get older and as my years passed on the team, I did have to focus a little more on um, my health. Um, And so cardio and when I say Light cardio, I mean, pretty minimal because I am not a fan of cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one things, one thing I definitely always did was abs because your stomach is going to be out a lot. So cardio, abs, and just kind of watching what you eat. Um, not saying you have to go on a strict diet, but just be very conscious of your intake, especially when you are coming up on your audition season. Like, you know what? you know, foods or drinks make you bloated. And it might be that if you are a person that likes to go out, party, have fun often, you might have to cut back on that if you can't do that um, without, you know, 
having too many drinks because we know drinks add that little extra fluff that many of us do not like. Um, but if you're serious, I feel like if you're truly serious about, you know, trying to make a team, you do have to understand that the first thing they see is how you look. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's figure, unfortunate. Yes, it, it is. It really is. It really is, but it's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, start figuring out, I would say start figuring out a training routine early. Like, don't wait till they post tryouts to say, okay, I'm going to start now. Start it now. So mm-hmm. If you already know, I'm planning on trying out for next year's uh, honeybees or next year's top cats. Start now. Start preparing yourself now because then you can kind of figure out things that do if you're not already on a, um, you know, workout routine or kind of a, a healthier food plan. You can you have time to figure those things out so that when the time comes, you can at least say, I know from looks. I got it together here. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah. I always say, don't wait. Just mm-hmm. start now. Because mm-hmm. it's going to take time and you have to give yourself grace. So, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, last question before we kind of wrap up. What was the biggest obstacle that you've had in your cheer journey? And maybe it's not the biggest obstacle, but maybe an obstacle that you maybe had and you overcame. Okay. Well, I would definitely say uh, being an African-American woman in the pro dance world, um, was not always fair. Uh, There were plenty of situations in which myself and, you know, a few of my other teammates did not get the same opportunities as our teammates that were maybe exotic looking or, you know, our Caucasian counterparts. Um, So that was something that was, it, it took, it took it, it took a toll on quite a bit of us because mm-hmm. we felt like we obviously had made the team because our strength when it came to dancing. But there was a point where um, I felt like during my time, the team kind of evolved in a sense that it wasn't about dancing it became a lot about the look. So, you know, either the long blonde hair or the long dark hair or the, you know, assets that everybody might not have up top. <laughs> um, you know, that it, it became about that image and we weren't part of that image. There were times where and I want one thing I will say about my teammates that I, I appreciate they would speak up and speak out about the unfair treatment that they felt like some of us received and felt like you know we deserved certain things that they were getting um and some of them felt like they couldn't even appreciate it because mm-hmm. they were like you know it's always us y'all are always choosing us y'all are always putting our pictures up in the the stadium or the arena or we're you know we're the the bigger pictures in the swimsuit calendars but you're making their pictures smaller 
Mm. So, you know, that was that was a kind of a constant battle. And, you know, some of us, it did affect our um, just just kind of mental, like just kind of how we looked at ourselves, because it's just like, you know. Are are we not beautiful? You know, me personally, I knew I was there for dance, but when it started become, to become about that, it kind of took away some of the fun in it at, at times. Mm. So, yes. I, and I, I hate to say that. I hate that was something that I felt, but I, something that I know I'm not alone in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all I can do is be honest. Yeah. And I appreciate you for being honest because... Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I'm sure other people other on other teams probably still today go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciate your honesty and, you know, being open with that because mm-hmm. sometimes it can get away from while you're really there. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, we all share collective wanting to perform or at least, you know, we would hope that's, you know, something that we can all share. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kia, for for sharing your experiences. Um, Thanks for having me. Where where can people find you? Um, I guess on social media or wherever you can be found. Okay. So uh, social media wise, I am only on Instagram at the time. So I can be found at Keeks underscore 618. Keeks is spelled K-E-E-K-S underscore 618. Awesome. And we will put that in the show notes when I um, post this podcast. But for now, it's going to be for people in the boot camp. But uh, I'll let you know when that is live as well. Perfect. Mm. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. This was great. <laughs> yes, of course. I really enjoyed it, too. I think a lot of people took can take, you know, what you said and use it to to prepare for Mm -hmm. their auditions and kind of think about how they're going to just prepare and go out into the world and go for it. So yes, yes. Appreciate it. Absolutely. How amazing was Kia? Like you understand why I looked up to her when I was a little girl. So here are the takeaways from our conversation. Number one, Take time to build relationships. Number two, pro cheerleaders are more than just the stereotypes. Number three, take advantage of any opportunity to meet coaches and team members when you're on a team and when you're auditioning. Number four, people will know who you are, period. Number five, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask. Number six, be open to venture off to a team that's right for you, even if it's in a different city. Number seven, never stop working on technique and choreography. Number eight, the first thing judges see is what you look like. So put effort into looking your best self. And number nine, start a training routine early. Don't wait until the last minute. All right. Now I want to shout out one of our um, our listeners and... This comes from Boo Dio. So they say, so I was a little iffy on if I should try out, but I heard this podcast and it gave me the confidence I need to make my high school varsity team. 
I am 5'1 and very petite. I have some gymnastics experience, but none competitive. This podcast helped me find my way. I did her tips and small detail tricks. And now I am the captain and a flyer for my cheer squad. I love this podcast. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so special. And I want to congratulate you on becoming captain and being a flyer. That is so amazing. Um, and just for making the team, like that is the first step like to, to greatness, to doing anything you want in life is just taking that first step. So thank you for leaving that review and for sharing your, your, uh, what you learned from it and how it's impacted you. All right, y'all. So Please continue to let me know how you feel about these podcasts. If you want to get a shout out, leave a review and I will shout you out. Don't forget to make sure you follow Kia at Keeks underscore 618. Again, that will be in the show notes. Um, But yeah, I hope you all have an amazing day. Talk to you later.